Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Afroeconomics with J.B. Bryan. Afroeconomics is a strategic financial management program designed for the advancement of black wealth in America and abroad. Legend has it that one day in Paris, Pablo Picasso sat in a restaurant drinking a cup of coffee. (laughs) But that's not the point here. A woman walks up to him. She recognizes the great artist. She walks up to him boldly and asks him to sketch a drawing of her, which he did. Now, this is the legend. So he did the picture. And when he finished, she took the drawing. You know, she loved it. And she asked him, how much does she owe him? And he said, you owe me $5,000. And she says, but... That only took you three minutes, Picasso. And he says, no, madame, it took me my whole life. That's what he answered. You see, no one knows for sure if that's true, but it illustrates something very important about the nine to five mindset. And that is you can break the link between how much time you work and how much money you make. In fact, the wealthiest people in the world rarely, if ever, are still working on a dollar per hour basis. We have to think about that. So she's mad at him because he only took three minutes and she has to pay $5,000. And he says to her, no, I've been working on this my entire life to be able to draw you in three minutes. It's like the example of the man that comes in to repair the washing machine and he turns a screw And then he gives him a bill and it's $150. And the lady says, you were only here one minute. You turned one screw. And he said, yeah, but the the screw costs $1, but all of my knowledge costs $149. (laughs) So definitely, indeed, we have to get out of the connection between time and the dollar per hour. And that's how much you're worth or, or that's your value. So my upbringing and probably yours was to think about income in terms of time. But there's some agreement between how much time that you spend on the clock and how big your paycheck is supposed to be. But there's nothing wrong with that. But it does limit us on how much money we can earn, especially considering most jobs have standards in place regarding how much people are willing to pay for an hour of work. So here's how we can trade up. Look, we can level up on that and look at our life differently and then start getting more value for our time. One way, entrepreneurship. See, when you start a business, you're probably going to work plenty of hours. We're putting in the hours, but you can eventually 
multiply your revenue without increasing the time that you spend in the office or in the field as an entrepreneur. So a quick example, let's just say you started a plumbing business. You charge a certain fee to fix a toilet and unstop a drain. No matter how quickly you go in, remember that with the appliance, no matter how quickly you go in and get the job done, you're getting that same fee. So you'll bring in contractors or employees to leverage that time. Because how about if you step back, you bring in someone else to do it in a short amount of time. And then what? That's scalable. And theoretically, work even less for the money that you're bringing in because you've learned to scale the skill. So a second point, building or owning assets is a way to move away from just time. But owning, investing in the stock market, buying real estate, or having some ownership in businesses allows you to grow wealth and even earn money without necessarily having to spend time working on that asset. That's especially true with stocks and ETFs. And if you do the initial research and spend some time monitoring the holdings, talking to financial advisors, and then you let those stocks investments work for you, it's not the other way around. And you can do the same thing with real estate. And if you have property managers and you set up leases and then all of a sudden it's just paying you and you're putting out very little effort in order to generate that income. Also, creating assets like purchasing your book, um, having a book, creating a book, and then people purchasing your book, then uh, royalties from music, creating your album, uh, and then selling your records and getting that income in your sleep. It's not about time. You didn't have to go and sing the song again. You recorded it. You went to the studio. You made a quality product. And then it's paying for you. The asset is scalable. It's scalable and it's also a form of passive income. And you may hear that term a lot and make sure that you investigate just more ways that you can purchase assets that will actually generate income for you without you continuously having to put out effort. So on the tax return, it will say passive income. Let's get more of it, right? So number three, getting compensated based on value, not just salary. Not everyone likes sales like I do, but I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I remember my first job opportunity. I remember begging for the opportunity to work in sales. I told the manager, you don't have to tell me a salary. I just want the job because I knew that sales would compensate me. I did not want the base salary. That is not, and and I see so many people that will approach a sales opportunity in my company and their concern is about the base salary. And that was in my early early 20s. And when now when I see grown folk talking about what is the base salary, it's saddening because that lets me know they're not ready to put in that work to get unlimited income. Not everyone, again, like sales, but for salespeople who can be some of the best paid people in any business, it is a major consideration of how you can get out of that nine to five mentality. Because the more money you make for the company, the more money you get paid. The more accounts you bring in, the more valuable you are to the company. 
I suggest that you look for opportunities to earn commission or royalties or simply learn to charge based on results that you're producing instead of how many hours you put in. If you don't do it in your day job, consider making sure that you investigate the option one entrepreneurship, starting a business where you can charge value-based fees. When you boil it down, there's only so much time in the day. Maybe you can work eight or 12 of them. If you charge an hourly rate, there's still a cap on how much you can earn. But if you build a scalable business, own income-producing assets, appreciating assets, or charge value-based fees, you can remove that limit, earn more money, and build more wealth. Check out my book, Afroeconomics, Our Black Wealth Matters. I'm J.B. Bryan, and that's Afroeconomics. Hashtag Afroeconomics. Today's podcast was powered by J.B. Bryan Financial Group, a registered investment advisory firm and the home of Afroeconomics in Virginia, Maryland, Washington, D.C., and New York. Don't forget to subscribe to Afroeconomics with J.B. Bryan on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave me a five-star review. I'm J.B. Bryan, and that's Afroeconomics at AURN.com. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.